Uh, I think it's I think it's all too easy for people of any particular platform, whether it's the left or the right, to say, well, ours is the right one. But that's that's clearly just plain old confirmation bias. I mean, you, you can see what you want to see and you can you can treat yourself as the authority all you want. But you don't really know about anything about an issue until you've tried to either critique it uh, or defend it from someone else. Why I describe myself as a libertarian and how I got to the point of thinking of myself as a libertarian as well. So the first thing I could start with is saying that I could never in a million years imagine that politics was going to be something that I found interest in. When I was much younger, I definitely saw politics as something that the uh, the adults addressed that was important, you know, something that the adults in the room uh, had to look at and be involved with and handle and stuff like that. But as a kid, I, I never really saw a point of like what it was all for. And granted, I was only a kid at the time. So it's uh, it's definitely different than, you know, as a teenager, as an adult, and you, you don't really know a whole lot when you're a kid, you're, you're still learning a lot about the world. So as I got into like junior high and high school, I still didn't really care about it a lot. But I definitely saw that there were differences between, I guess, what we could call, um, you know, the, the left and the right, the Democrats and the Republicans. And I would definitely say I grew up in a predominantly conservative home, a conservative Christian home. And I didn't really realize this until later, but conservatism versus liberalism, it's, it's not always just how you view something politically. It can also be just how you live your life and also just kind of your general approach to things in life as well like art and entertainment and how you raise children and how you handle money and things like that so I just want to put that disclaimer out there too that it it extends way past uh, just you know how you view a particular political policy or or politician or issue or something like that but that being said um, I can't really say that I ever really gave like political topics, like a fair shake um, or a hard think until maybe like late high school, early college. I just didn't really, I mean, for a time uh, until you're a certain age, you obviously can't vote. And then even then, um, I remember seeing like, I was a high school student when Obama was running for office and then got elected. And then it was, you know, obviously he had two terms and Throughout that time, there were a lot of different interesting observations to make. But basically, the point is, I I remember it being the case that, you know, when, when Obama was running, I, I just started noticing there's kind of this, like, I guess, large, like, sort of socio-political or socio-cultural shift towards uh, supporting Obama. He he had, you know, incredible support from a wide variety of Americans uh, who wanted to see him become president, and he obviously did, and... But I just started noticing that there was, I guess, more interest from my peers and like more, more of just like, I guess the world at large was, was paying attention to him and paying attention to the things he was saying and the types of policies he was proposing, or, or at least the words he was saying about his political intentions and things like that. And I had never really seen that before. I had never really seen like a single presidential candidate 
uh, I guess, grab large pieces of attention from people or just, you know, really just kind of hone in on, rather home in on just massive chunks of the population and, and just seeing people kind of flock to him and, and go to his talks and just really hold him in a high regard. And I just started noticing, like, why have I not thought about this stuff before? What What is politics really about? And like, specifically, what is American politics really about? And then where do I stand on some of the bigger issues like guns and abortion and uh, free speech and things like that? But again, at the time, I, I hadn't really created any sort of, I guess, political compass for myself. I, I hadn't I hadn't really gone and done my research and figured out, like, where do I stand on these issues? It just kind of started dawning on me, like, I should probably pay attention to this stuff and figure out what it looks like for me and where I'm going to align myself. So um, I didn't vote for Obama um, when the opportunity rolled around uh, again to do so, um, but I definitely started just researching, like, not even just presidential candidates, but just sources of political information and trying to figure out, like, I guess, what sort of, like, media outlets and news outlets really told the truth versus people who were just sort of peddling an agenda. Uh, I think it's I think it's all too easy for people of any particular platform, whether it's the left or the right, to say, well, ours is the right one. But that's that's clearly just plain old confirmation bias. I mean, you, you can see what you want to see and you can you can treat yourself as the authority all you want. But you don't really know about anything about an issue until you've tried to either critique it uh, or defend it from someone else. And so I think that's why a lot of very brilliant college professors and other people of academic nature tend to ask their students to either defend a viewpoint that they've never been familiar with before or to attack um, a or critique a particular viewpoint that they have also really not gotten to know. So... Um, I guess with all that, I started realizing that everybody has their own little sort of narrative that they're trying to peddle, and you're not really going to ever find the truth, or at least most of the truth, in like mainstream media and mainstream culture. Um, And I wouldn't say that I became a libertarian right after that, because I didn't even know what a libertarian was for a long time. Um, And I I definitely share uh, some sentiments with um, ANCAPs and things like that, but Basically, what it came down to for me is I started evaluating, like, number one, what are the sorts of values that my um, that that I was raised in, that my family tends to adhere to, and and how much do I agree with that versus disagree? And there's there's no right or wrong answer. I mean, everyone's going to be uh, coming from a slightly different family background, even if you have a similar background to a friend or another family, like distant family member. Um, So I started evaluating, like, what does my family believe, and do I agree or disagree? Um, What is politics really about? Like, is it, you know, is it really to serve the people, or are there other things, like, in the mix of that? And and then also I just started deciding to read about things that I had never really heard about from anyone before, like economic policy, uh, how the media influences our decisions and our behaviors and our thought patterns about different things in in just the entire world and I just started thinking about like I guess who are all the players on the stage so to speak and are they saying something that's true or are they saying something that is manufactured or has a particular end goal in mind and I think to both my surprise and uh, you know uh, reassurance I guess I found that 
some of the things I thought were true really are true. Like the fact that the the media doesn't matter if it's left or right uh, contributes to this this sort of biased, uh, deeply polarized worldview um, that that many people sadly uh, fall prey to. And then there's you know there's other things too where a lot of the times uh, the the news media is is peddling something that they make uh, seem to be true, but isn't actually true. Um, all the while. Uh, passing over th- other things that people should be paying attention to and things that people should find important but don't, um, probably primarily because they're not exposed to it at all. And so so I started going through all those things, and I realized that while being raised in a predominantly conservative home, I couldn't in good faith say that I fully agreed with everything that conservatives do or believe or purport to believe, uh, so to speak. And uh, I also discovered that as I was learning things from the liberal side of things, I actually discovered a lot of things that I had never really thought about before if I hadn't looked into them. And I found some things that I agree with. And I also found some things that I continued to disagree with and, and continue to disagree with to this day. Um, and I'll obviously go into these in much greater depth in future episodes, but just to kind of paint a quick picture for the sake of what I'm saying is with something like guns and property rights, I think it's easy to find conservatives who are very big on those things in particular. Um, gun, gun ownership isn't for everybody, and that's, that's a sort of libertarian idea right there, but it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with owning a gun, especially if you're doing so legally and responsibly, just like you should with alcohol um, and other things like that. I I haven't met a single person in my life who is pro-drunk driving. Uh, I think everyone I've I've met, including myself, is very anti-drunk driving. So obviously it doesn't mean that you can't drink alcohol or shouldn't, but you should obviously do it responsibly. And I think that's, that's a point that gets lost on so many people is so many people on the left side of things are so concerned about uh, guns and the ownership of guns and what guns are used for and why people have a gun in the first place. And I totally understand because, yes, guns can be used if they're used irresponsibly to uh, wreak uh, ma- mass havoc on people. And obviously, no one should ever do that. I will. I have never advocated for that, and I don't. I don't know. You know, I don't know that most people, uh, there's not a single person that uh, wants other people to die, obviously. Uh, so especially not at the hands of ruthless gun violence. And so I think that's the, the point that gets lost on a lot of people is just because you have a gun doesn't mean that you're going to use it irresponsibly. And just because you're having a drink doesn't and shouldn't mean you're going to do that irresponsibly. So I think a lot of people like to find particular topics that they just, uh, that really just rile them up. Um, abortion is another example, but taking super hot button issues like abortion and guns, people have their, their positions on those issues. And I think people are afraid to look at the similarities between, uh, some of these issues, uh, or just anything in life where, you know, try to put yourself in another person's shoes for a moment. Like if you're a responsible gun owner, you don't want to be told by a bunch of people that just because you have a particular instrument that you're going to be using it poorly because obviously you know better and you know yourself 
and you know that you're responsible, you're doing something well within legal means, and you're, you're, you're using it to protect yourself. And so that's, that's just like one example. Um, and then another, another example on, on like the left side of things, which I think it's, it's a very, it, in a different way, it's, it's a very comparable issue in the sense that um, I think people on the left are, are far, far more sympathetic and open-minded to the idea of drug legalization or even just the legalization of some substances like marijuana, um, perhaps lowering the legal drinking age, things like that. Other uh, less extreme substances, shall we say. So, um, I mean, any really any substance can be used and abused um, if you're not, again, if you're not doing something responsibly. But then again, where the libertarian side comes into play is if you're not harming anyone else, you should be able to do whatever the heck you want. And we'll get more into that in future episodes, of course. But seeing something on the left, like being sympathetic to the idea of legalizing recreational substances and and things like that, bringing it down to the consumer level where people don't have to uh, rely on the black market nearly as much to uh, use a particular substance that they are voluntarily choosing to put into their own body. That's something that I think a lot of people, especially on the religious right, are generally opposed to or even vehemently repo- opposed to. And, uh, you know, I just kind of thought about it just over the years and I realized, well, if if someone wants to be doing that with or for themselves and they have decided to do it and they have the means to do it and they're not hurting anyone else, they should be free to do that. And you might not do it, but again, it goes back to the gun thing. You might not be a gun owner, but you don't have to be. You might not be someone who uses meth, um, but you don't have to be. And, and you might not even be someone that, that drinks or, or smokes or uses marijuana or anything like that. So it really just comes down to the idea of like personal freedom. That's honestly like every libertarian I've met and myself included, obviously, personal freedom is what you can boil it all down to at the end of the day. And we will do a deep dive on all these individual topics for future episodes. But uh, this is just kind of my my cursory overview of really just how I became uh, libertarian or, or decided that that's what I was all along is I, I realized that like all these things, it's really other people trying to control what you do. It's It's other people trying to have a say in what you do or do not partake in or, or, or a way in which you choose to live your life. It's, it's similar to how like you, you might not be gay, you might not be LGBTQ, but that doesn't mean that you can stop someone else from like living their life. Like if, if they're gay, they're lesbian, they're trans, you don't have to like just automatically be those things to let them like live their own life. So that's another piece of the puzzle too. And yeah, man, I can't wait to get into the rest of all this in future episodes because I've been I've been dying to do this for a long time. But yeah, honestly, uh, libertarians, what we really want, and this is kind of what like sealed the deal for me, is we want fiscal responsibility and personal freedom. So we're happy to, this is another thing that we'll do a deep dive on, but we are happy to help you out and to offer financial support voluntarily for someone who is in need. I think one of the biggest critiques that people levy against libertarians is, oh, well, you guys are just just a bunch of stingy, you know, blowhards who just want to keep all your money to yourself. And it's like, no, we're not. 
we donate stuff all the time. We voluntarily help um, other people and organizations all the time, just like many other people do. It's it's not unique to libertarianism. It just means that we're not alien to that idea. And it it just comes down to the fact that like if if you if you are gonna go, uh, you know if if you're gonna go like if you're gonna go to McDonald's like every single day for the rest of your life. Um, that's your choice. You you can eat that way if you want, but don't ask me to subsidize or support your your poor health habits. And if you want to go and, and shop at Whole Foods uh, every day as well, that's that's your choice too. But don't ask me to support something that you are choosing to do. I will do that with my own money, and that's and and you can do that with your own money too. So that's really what it comes down to is we we want to let people keep the free choices that they were always supposed to have and that and that many people in America still do have every single day. America is still one of the freest countries in the entire world and the founders created that uh, created the founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, um, all these things they were done very purposefully because they knew that individual freedom and protecting people from the overreach of government, are two of the most important things that you can possibly have from any sort of man-made government, uh, which every government is man-made, obviously. So um, that, in a nutshell, is why I went libertarian, is I started seeing different pieces of both the left and the right um, that that I agreed with and also disagreed with, and I realized that libertarianism was the natural outpouring of some political views that I already had and some that I was silently and sometimes unknowingly generating along the way. So I hope this uh, episode helped you think either differently about libertarianism or it might have confirmed what you were thinking all along. Maybe you thought you were a libertarian too and you were just like, I'm not really sure what I think about some of these issues. But in any case, be on the lookout for future episodes about all these topics, like I said, um, the drug war, guns, abortion, free speech, religion, you name it, we're going to cover it here on Bigger Hearts, Deeper Minds. Thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you uh, like what I'm doing here on the show, check out the links in the description below for ways that you can support my work, and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks.